Hi, everybody. It is Tracy Bloom here with Books, Kids, and Creations podcast. And today we have the honor of speaking with the very talented author illustrator, Elsa Chartier. And Elsa, thank you so much for joining. I know you're all the way over in France. So a little bit of time difference. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm really happy to be with you today. Yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know, Elsa is a comic book artist and illustrator or um, writer and illustrator. She's worked on countless projects um, from Star Wars to Harley Quinn. You've written your own. Um, Talk a little bit about some of the work that you've done and um, your creative process when you're when you're bringing things like this to life. Okay, so I started my career um, working for DC, Marvel. I, I've done some Star Wars and all of that stuff. So um, so for the major part of my career, until about two or three years ago, editors would come to me and say, we have this project for, we need like a, an artist for this project. Are you interested? And so I wasn't uh, necessarily at the start of those projects. And in terms of my process, when from the moment that I say yes or no, <laughs> if I say yes, you know, um, then I get put in touch with a writer and then they send me a script and then we go from there. It's like when you're a kid and you're kind of with your friends, and let's let's make a comic book. <laughs> someone's going to handle the script. Someone is going to handle the, 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 the art. But it's pretty much the same when you're an adult. <laughs> That's really cool. So when you when you get brought on to some of these, you know, household names like, you know, Star Wars world and even some of the existing characters um, like Harley Quinn and some of these um, very well-known heroes Mm -hmm. and villains, how how much freedom do you have um, from a creative standpoint? So I've been very lucky in the sense that I've worked on um, well-known characters, but the series that I were that I was on um, were not um, the biggest series of the editors, which is for me great because uh, they tend to allow you more creative freedom when it's a title that says uh, that sells a little less. Uh, so that you know, but when you're working on Batman, for example, all eyes are on you. So I'm guessing that the creative freedom is a bit more restricted, but it's you know I'm guessing uh, but with the books that I did you know of course the editors is gonna is going to uh, tell you when you're uh, doing something that you shouldn't be doing or in terms of Star Wars for example there are a lot of storylines that you should not step on <laughs> uh, because it's going to affect continuity for the characters and other theories so in that case the editors is going to tell you and that happens at the writing stage uh, that you can't go into this or that, you can talk about this or that character, so all that stuff. But as an artist, I really don't, didn't, never got really issues with that. I, I get a script, I do my thing, and uh, I might get a note uh, for, you know, like a costume that is not right or all that stuff, but they usually leave us alone to do our work. It's It's yeah. always better that way. Yeah, that's, is there any, so I read um, a while back that when you first start, started out, you um, went to Comic-Con with one of your books that you, you created, 
and you yeah. pitched that. Is that kind of how you broke into this world was with your own your own invention and your own comics? Yes. Yeah, before before being hired by DC and kind of got into the DC Marvel for a few years, I did I co-created my first book, which is the one that got me published in the States in the first place and got me in touch with editors. Um, so we, we did that. We did a crowdfunding campaign. So for those of you who are not maybe familiar with it, you put a like a project online and then people who are interested in it will pre-buy it it's sort of a pre-sale and oh. then you get the money to produce said book and so we did that for our very first book and we took the extra money that we had left from the campaign to buy tickets to new york comic-con because like you said we're in france so it's kind of expensive to go yeah. to the states and so we took that money put it to good use uh went there with the book and pitched it and showed it to publishers editors and all of that um, and we found a, a couple editors that were interested and we picked one and that's how it all started. That's so cool. Well, I mean, it's really neat to see people who, I mean, because obviously your passion is in creating and illustrating and bringing stories to life and you followed that passion and took a chance and now look, look at you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, I didn't start, I, I started out as an actress because I oh. wanted to, yeah, work. When I went, to, I was, I'm passionate about movie and I wanted to work in movies, and so I did that for like six years and it didn't work out. And I realized after after too long that it wasn't for me the 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 industry and all of that. It wasn't for me, and so I left not knowing what I would be doing with my life because I I think I was 24 at the time and I had like no real education past high school. And uh, I thought, well, what am I going to do now? You know, <laughs> I'm not going back to college. Right. <laughs> this is not for me. I didn't want to do that at all. And then I discovered comics and I, I got pulled in. And, and, and then when, when I got, when I finally found the medium that was right for me to express myself, which was comics, I, you know, I focused on that and, and I worked and worked and worked until until uh, I could make a living out of it. Yeah. And did you um, did you go under through any kind of training or did you study under under anybody while you were developing your your skills? No, you know, no, um, no because I, I think it's a human thing to want to draw when every kid will pick up a pen a pencil and we'll start drawing because it's a, the most I think the easiest way to express ourselves so it's something that most of us have in us and we lose it when we grow up yeah. but for the, some of us the the interest of drawing and expressing ourselves through drawing is there and I think that when you have that love for drawing or for st storytelling because comics is drawing plus storytelling uh, if you put your mind to it and put the hours in, because it, it took a long time for me to learn how to draw by myself, uh, but I loved it so much that I kept to it until um, I was good enough to start showing my work. You can go to art school if you want the experience of art school. I didn't, and honestly, I didn't have the money for it. <laughs> so I took the kind of the uh, DUI uh, 
route. <laughs> it, it worked better for me. But yeah, and your work is incredible. Your work is so, so wonderful. And I was looking at just some of the characters that you've you've worked on. And I looked at, you know, the Princess Leia Star Wars comic that you you had, and she's writing on the back of the the big creature. And then, you know, the you have to, yeah. <laughs> there's like the the Harley Quinn and there's, you know, um, all these other really cool um poison ivy. Yeah, this is from a while back. Yeah, <laughs> I've worked on those books in so, so long. <laughs> Do you have any favorites that you've done? Is there anything that just jumps out? Um, I think I, I really like what my longtime uh, creative partner, Pierre Collinet, and I have done on the Star Wars Adventures books. I think it's, I don't know, there's some, sometimes you work on a book and it just clicks. It works especially well. And for this, uh, for this series, we, I don't know how many issues we did, but it was seven or eight, something like that. And I think that we were able, because we know each other so well as creative partners, to, to utilize the strength of the other one rather well. So the Star Wars Adventures books um, are one of my favorites. And the Star Wars Adventures, since we're, we're talking to a younger audience, uh, would be my favorite. And I have another book, which is for adults <laughs> with very mature content, which is called November, but it's not for kids. <laughs> um, so yes, Star Wars Adventures, definitely. Really cool. Yeah, I just think it's neat, you know, to look at your journey and, you know, how you began and, and what you're doing now. And I think there's a lot of positive messages that can um, be shared with children as far as believing in yourself and, you know, following your heart, following your path and, you know, working hard until you can get to a place where you're satisfied with your, your creation. So, yeah, I, I was lucky enough to be brought up by parents who never um, limited me in terms of what I could do and in terms of whatever career or, or, or how I should live my life as an adult. Uh, they always encouraged me to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to become an actress, which is like this, those kind of professions or jobs that, is it going to work? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but they never like questioned my decisions and they yeah. always told me, if you believe in it, if you work hard enough, just do it. And I think it's the strength that when you start life with that, it makes everything much easier. Yeah, yeah. When you, don't have, when you don't have that, um, which happens a lot, yeah. when that strength you have to find within yourself. Yeah, this it's a different really, journey. Yeah, because you know some parents don't encourage their children to yes. do new things, or they say you can't do that. Um, but probably most most of the time out of fear, yeah. they don't want their children to fail or to be hurt. Uh, so they kind of go into something safer. Uh, right. I can understand. I'm not a parent, but I can understand coming from that angle. But it is so important to let your kids do what they want. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think even as an adult trying new things, like um, during quarantine last year, you know, we all had a lot of extra time to ourselves and to um, get online and look at new ways to communicate, <clears throat> new ways to communicate with people and new ways to, you know, spend our time. And so I downloaded a bunch of different play scripts and tried to convert oh. one of my 
fairy tales into a theatrical performance. And I thought, well, you know, I've never done this before, but might as well try it, you know? Yeah, yeah but definitely. And it's another thing that we tend to lose with adulthood is trying new things for fun. Kids yeah. do that naturally. All they have is free time. <laughs> uh, and, and, and as you grow up, it's important, I think, to keep that part of you, your brain alive. Oh, yeah, for sure. Whether you end up going in arts or not, uh, you'll always be a, a, a better person, a happier person if you keep that child part of your brain alive. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... That's uh, something to be said about a lot of creative people, you know, like whether you're an artist or you're a painter or a sculptor or whatever, I feel like there's always like that, that little piece in your mind, or maybe it's a big piece that just always stays youthful and always stays creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there's also a lot to be said about um, creativity in other jobs, mm -hmm. uh, you know, adults or teenagers that 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 don't want to go into the arts but want to i don't know become a lawyer or anything um keeping uh like a passion on the side whether it's painting or or movies or something that is creative um could have a, it usually has a pretty in uh, huge impact on your career or your life Yeah. Even though you're not an artist, um, cultivating passions that you do on this side are important. Yeah. And so when you're creating, and if like, I would imagine you start off with maybe some sketching and then you add in color, do you ever, do you ever get stuck and, and feel like you can't, like, you know how writers get writer's block? Do you ever get stuck from mm. an illustration perspective? Not really. Um, I'm lucky enough that I don't get stuck. Sometimes something will be hard. Mm -hmm. And I know that the wheels are turning and I'm making, you know, it's it's a process. It's going slow, slowly or slow, slower than usual. And I know it'll take some time, but I'm never completely stuck. Like there's nothing. Right. So I'm, I'm lucky that I don't have that. Uh, and in terms of writing, um, It's pretty much the same. I wouldn't say that I get stuck, but it can take a while. Yeah. I, and it's also important to accept that. Yes. Yes. I think so too, because, you know, there's, I found, um, you know, as a writer also that I spent like hours on one paragraph and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Because I kept going back and tweaking and changing and thought, well, maybe if I did this, but um, I think when we talk to kids about creating stories Um, a lot of children think, you know, you have to get it right the first time and there's no going back, no changing. And it's, I think it's... No, not necessarily. Uh, yeah. And also the, the, the hard part are the fun, I think. Uh, the challenging part are the fun bits because when everything's easy and just like blowing through what you have to do, It's fun, but it's less fun. It's the figuring out that is also um, that should be embraced. Yeah. The embracing the frustration and not yeah. giving up. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really important. And I think, too, when um, 
when kids are younger and they look at what they want to be when they grow up, um, to your point, a lot of parents don't encourage their children to pursue a path of art. Um, so for those kids who, who really want to be storytellers or comic book artists or artists in general, what kind of advice do you have for them while they're spreading their wings? Uh, you mean like in terms of convincing their parents or just <laughs> convincing themselves <laughs> that they should no, do it? No, there's two things, yeah. I would say for themselves. Um, well, first of all, allow for the time to do its work. Um, cultivate the, the thing that you think you want to make a living out of as your passion, as you are a kid or a teenager. And you'll see if it's meant to be, if you feel like, okay, I want to do this out of my life. But allow yourself the time, you know, do not um, go head on because it might not be for you. It right. might be a very fulfilling passion, but it might not be right for your job. So be, take that into consideration. And I really believe, and I think it's true, especially for art, if you are passionate, if you work, it's a lot of work. And yeah. if you make the necessary sacrifice to allow yourself the time to, to work, it will work out. I really think so. Yeah. Uh, if you don't give up too early, because these things take a long time to, right. whether it's learning or just creating a career and have your first client and all of that, it takes a long time. You know, I sometimes uh, talk people older people like 30 something and uh, they'll tell me oh but whenever you put something out it works and how do you do it and what's your secret is it, my secret is I've been at it for almost 10 years yeah. <laughs> that's my secret I never stopped even when it was hard at the beginning even when it, my books weren't selling uh, even when I could have and maybe should have I don't know gave up I stuck to it and that's how it worked. So be passionate, don't give up. And I don't tell people to believe in themselves because it's like wishful thinking. If you don't believe in yourself, it's not because I'm telling you to do it that it's going to work. But yeah. try and, 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 and work on that and developing your confidence. It's yeah. hard, but it's important. It is. That's, that's uh, good advice, I think, for kids because... You know, um, it's true. It does take a long time to get to where you are. I mean, I, I'm sure that your early work, there's probably a difference between your early work and your current work, I would think, from a craft perspective, because we're constantly evolving and we're constantly adding new skills and perspectives. Um, so when you look at some of your earlier pieces compared to your, you know, present ones, can you tell a difference? Well, yeah, <laughs> I should hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the learning curve has been very steep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I started to get professional work very early in my career. So I was, I was, I was uh, my works look very um, like a beginning of a career artist, you know. <laughs> and now I think it's a little better now. Uh, but yeah, of course, I did the I, I had the I did I did the mistakes that most beginner artists do. 
uh, anatomy mistakes, um, perspective mistakes, all of those things that are really hard and yeah. for, for, for which there are no other shortcuts than just practice. Right. So of course there is a difference and, I'm, and I hope even now that the learning curve is a little less steep and then it's taken more time to improve this or that, um, I'm hoping that in If we talk in 10 years, I would be able to tell you that, oh my God, yes, it has changed so much in the last decade because I'm hoping to improve and change my work uh, un until the rest of my, you know, until for my entire career. Yeah. And it would be really cool if something that you create ends up getting turned into a movie. So that way you're, it's like the full circle of yeah. <laughs> and Yeah, I would love that. Uh, yeah. and, and not only for the money part, <laughs> which is yeah. which can be ignored, let's be honest. Uh, but for the, yeah, I, I, one of the things that I, when I talk to people about adapting my stuff for cinema, all, all of that is that I want to be part of the process, the production process, the the how do you how you work on the the backgrounds, the costume, all of that. You know, that's that fascinates me. That. It has always fascinated me yeah. and I'm hoping that as I move further in life, I will be able to discover and learn uh, about all of that stuff. Yeah, it was really cool. One thing also that I think it's important to say for kids that want to go into the art is that you can be pluridisciplinary. You don't necessarily have to say, okay, I want to do comics, but ah, I also love painting. Should I choose? You really don't have to choose. Um, it can be harder to be on different fronts, but yeah. you don't have to choose necessarily. Um, uh, you know, now I, I am an artist. I make my living as an artist. I also write uh, and I also make videos about storytelling in comics. Uh, so it's technically, those are two different things. Right. But as an independent creator, no one's going to tell you what you should be doing. I tell myself what I want to do, you know? So there are really, we're used to thinking and kids are taught that there are right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. There are not. It's a secret <laughs> that I'm letting you on. There are really not wrong way to do things. If you, you know, if you think it through, if you go in with it with purpose, You can do what you want, like really. I'm not just saying that. It's true. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Wise words. Wise words. Yeah. Well, I think too, if you um if you dabble in different things, sometimes they commingle and they become something even greater. So yeah. It's yeah. for I think for for an artist, the worst thing that you can do is stay in your lane. Right. No, just Let yourself be inspired by other people's work, but also your own work in different disciplines. Uh, all of that feeds your creativity. Yeah. So do you have any cool new, I'm sure you do, new projects on the horizon that you'd like to talk about? Or can yes. So I have a new book, uh, a, new a new series, comic book series coming up at Image Comics uh, later this year. So it's gonna, it should be a, pro a pro project, sorry, that is gonna last for a few years. So that, that's great. And for kids that are interested in 
understanding comics and how you do comics, I have just uh, launched a YouTube channel under my name and I'm going over all of that. So um, if you're interested, check that out. You might, you know, um, it might answer some of your questions. If you have questions, specific questions, you can ask them in the comments and I would be happy to answer them. Um, and so, the, yeah, the idea is kind of, you know, to um, to um, de-dramatize art. Yeah. Make it accessible and answering questions that might, uh, that might um, keep people that are interested in art or kids that are interested in art from actually taking that step and start themselves. Yeah. And are there any tools that you recommend kids get? Like, or do you do a lot in like just freehand sketching? Um, um, I used to not anymore, uh, by like of time, but also by like of, um, I, I, <laughs> I draw so much the last eight years that I hurt my hand a little oh. bit. So all of my, my drawing time is for my books. I, I can't draw on my free time anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I would recommend for a kid that is interested in comics or in art is to, well, let's say for comics specifically, you take your favorite comic and um, you look at the pan at one panel and recreate it yourself, you know, mm. on a sheet of paper on the side and try to ask yourself the question, why is that character placed here? Why is there a background here? You know, all that de uh, kind of decomposing and uh, understanding the decisions that the creator took, that is really, really a fantastic tool to learn comics. Uh, and then if you want to go further is to actually take a page and on a sheet of paper on the side, okay, so panel one, this happens and you write what happens. So uh, the woman is entering uh, the mayor's office, let's say. Uh, panel two, she shakes his hand, all of that. And, and it will give you an insight into what you can put inside a panel mm. and all of that. So that's a great tool and a yeah. great exercise to do. Yeah. And I looked at your YouTube channel just the other day and I was like, huh, the sketch that she's doing of the floor, it was like a checkered floor. And I went, yes. it matches her sweater. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was it was not on purpose. We realized we realized that after the fact. But it's, oh, yeah. that's so cool! <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, um, we're right about at the half hour mark. So I guess, do you have any departing words of wisdom for future generations? You know, if you if you look at your career so far and and what kind of legacy you envision leaving behind for kids. Um, what what does that ideal legacy look like for you? And what's, what's some imparting wisdom for children? Um, have fun. Whatever you end up doing, um, have fun with it. Whether it's being an accountant or, I don't know, tennis instructor, whatever. Have fun with yeah. it. And... Um, Keep your, um, keep your mind open. Yeah. And I think that's a good, a good advice for everybody, you know, mm -hmm. whether or not you're, you're growing yeah. up and mm -hmm. you're, 
you know, there's so many things we can be open-minded about and benefit from. Yeah. I think being open-minded never hurt anybody. <laughs> sure, sure never did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as far as, you know, when, when people look at your, your name and who you are as a person and an artist, um, what are some things that you want to, I guess, leave behind from a brand perspective? I mean, when people think of you, what do you, what do you hope that they, they reflect on or think of? Whew. Um, I don't know. I kind of never thought of that. <laughs> um, okay. So it's something that I try in my life and maybe it would be happy to be remembered like that is to not have limits to not set myself have set myself limits right yeah because if you would have then you wouldn't be where you are today which is yes in this in this position that you're in and you and you love it seems like everything that you do you love and you enjoy Mm. so that's that's very awesome that you can do that yeah because i was introduced very early in my adult life from 18 or 16, because I left home really early, from 16 to 25 with dead-end jobs and uh, jobs that were making me miserable, you know, Mm -hmm. below uh, minimum wage and all of that. And I was like, I need something that fulfills me. Otherwise, (laughs) this is not going to work for me. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people do jobs and they're like, well, you know, it puts food on the table, but I'm not happy. And, And some people are okay with that i i knew that i could never you know go on living like that yeah yeah that's awesome and good lessons there too well um i appreciate your time today and i appreciate you sharing all of this information with our listeners and um i will post some links to your youtube videos yeah in the in the youtube that would be great (laughs) fantastic (laughs) thank you so much thank you you for having me and uh, thank you for watching everyone thank you bye bye